I have lived in North Louisiana my whole life and grew up on a large cotton farm that my father owns. My mother is of Cherokee descent, so I was always raised to believe in things that most Americans think are imaginary. My sighting happened in the early 1990s. It was February and our hunting season had already ended a month before, so animals were back to not being hunted and less scared of people. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. cars. My friends and I were out riding around the farm trying to see some big buck or a deer that made it through the season to hunt next year. Well... It was starting to get dark and we were headed back to town to hang out with friends. It's a 20 A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mile ride from my house and we had just pulled out on the road. Maybe two miles or so we saw something running out of a cotton field. I remember saying, what the hell are those? Two huge dog-like animals were running on all fours, but sometimes on two legs. Also, they both jumped the whole two-lane highway like nothing to it. When I say these things were running I mean like probably 60 miles an hour. I remember saying they kind of look like the hellhounds from the movie Ghostbusters. My friends agreed with me as soon as I said that. These creatures had huge upper bodies but their waist to their butt were kind of small or maybe that's just the way it looked when they were running so fast. It was a very strange sight. Both of them had wolf-like heads with black fur and when they did go up on two legs they both were well over 8 feet. I remember the woods on the other side of the field were like 400 yards away and they made it to cover in seconds. We all were like WTF. We immediately turned around to go back to my house. When we got home, we ran into the house screaming at my mom, guess what just happened? She was telling us to calm down and speak one at a time. Anyway, we told her what we saw and she kept saying some strange Cherokee name for these animals. I eventually stopped talking about it because people were making fun of us. I remember later asking my mom about the dog creatures and I wish I could remember how to say and spell the name she called them. That's my story. My encounter began with my brother, a buddy and myself. It was a summer night, we wanted to go on a little night hike up this trail that I've been on maybe 30 times. My buddy decided to run up ahead of us a little ways to scare us. But after 45 minutes of hiking, we never ran into him. As we got closer to the end point, the Y in the trail, which overlooked this clear cut, my brother and I started hearing a whistle. Not a tune, but a single soft whistle. Then it stopped and then another. So I whistled softly back and we did that several times. Then I was done playing around and I yelled for my buddy to get out of the bushes and join us but I never heard back except for another soft whistle. I still thought it was him. As we got to the Y, the whistle stopped. We turned around and started hearing twigs snapping and sounds like bushes being rustled. The sound of something moving through the bushes. Where the sounds were coming from were up a slight slope to our right as we were coming back down, it wasn't steep, but it was quite open. I still couldn't see very far up it because of the weak light that I had. Again we yelled for our buddy to get out of the bushes, and still no reply, just more rustling sounds. Then all of a sudden after we continued down the trail a gigantic boulder, not a rock, a boulder that easily weighed over plus 150 pounds went hurling about 8 feet off the ground, maybe 10 feet out in front of us. This boulder wasn't not coming down at a sharp angle. There was a slight angle to it, but it was moving very fast there's absolutely no way this thing could have tumbled down. There wasn't any cliffs, just a slight, I mean slight grade. The only way a human could have done this is one they made a catapult, 
or two, a group of guys did it, but I don't know how they could throw it that hard and still be out of my light range. There is absolutely no way that a human could have done it, you'd have to be Bigfoot to have thrown a boulder that size, that speed, that height, at that distance. As soon as that boulder went flying, we stopped dead in our tracks, and I knew then that it was not my buddy, that is was not human. I quickly pointed my light up the little slope, but could not see anything except for trees and bushes. But we did hear a very loud rustling sound as if it was coming down the hill at full speed. That's when we took off faster than you could blink. As we got down to the road, we jumped into the car and started driving down the hill and there up ahead of us was my buddy and he was scared out of his mind. What he encountered was a little different, he said that he went a little ways up ahead of us, maybe down a different path, off the main trail, but not far at all, that's probably why we didn't see him. But he said that he was sitting quietly still waiting for us, with no light, sitting in the pitch black. He never heard us, but what he did hear was the sound of wood on wood. The sound of taking a large piece of wood and hitting a tree. He said it was consistent. And he heard walking through the bush, but he never saw any lights, no light at all. The rustling through brush got closer to him, and that's when he decided it was time to leave that spot and go find us. And that's how that night went. I've just done a few internet searches but found nothing, I'm wondering if anyone knows about this creature, a normal looking spider that has the ability to transform into a rock. I've seen this twice now in the past year already and it's quite mind blowing, and also kind of scary. The rock form was shaped very strange, very oblong and asymmetrical, but smooth, almost an oval but with a little offshoot that seemed weird for a rock. Is this even an established cryptid? It has to be, I can't be the first to witness this. The first time I saw it I was in such shock I thought maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me or somehow I misunderstood what happened, it was very quick. The second one was undeniable. I saw a spider crawling towards me on a cement sidewalk, and it stopped, and then instantaneously becomes a rock as I described before. I stared at it for some time told a few people who laughed at me and never will I forget having seen that. My boyfriend and I were camping on my family's 120-acre hunting land in the backwoods of northern Wisconsin. We just laid down in our tent, it's about 10 p.m. at night, fully dark outside. We hear a noise that sounds like someone or something is trying to imitate a dog barking. It had almost a mechanical and very timed out sound to it. It moved past our tent and onto a nearby farm where actual dogs started going nuts and barking at whatever it was. That was when we really noticed how off the barking sound was. Whatever it was sounded extremely large as it moved through the cornfield next to our tent. We never saw anything. We heard it possibly kill a fawn while it was in the field by us. Any ideas as to what it could be? I live in Bend. My kids and I were on our way home after visiting family in the Clackamas for Christmas. We were going east on Highway 26 at about 8 p.m. 
We had just passed government camp when my daughter and I saw a large dark figure run from right to left across the highway. I ran into a dent in the snow bank that we thought was a road. The figure was bulky and almost as tall as the snow bank. When it ran across I saw that its arms were long and it looked like its head was slightly pointed and it leaned forward a little as it ran. I didn't think to count how many strides it took but the strides were large. It looked like its head and upper body didn't move as it was running. It looked like it was jogging but got across the road quickly. When we passed the road it was only plowed for about 20 feet and the rest was covered with snow. The drifts were all about the same height on the three sides. The figure was no longer there and it had only been about three seconds. It was then that we realized how tall the snow was. I was driving a four-wheel drive pickup that I later measured at six and a half feet tall and the snow was at least two feet taller than my truck. We thought it was a person and our eyes were playing tricks on us until we saw how tall it was and how fast it had disappeared. I don't see how it could have been a person considering its height and speed and the way it ran. And what would anyone be doing running across the road and scrambling up a snow drift in the middle of the night two days after Christmas? We were the only ones on the road at the time so they would have had to wait a long time for us to go by. We were enjoying a nice evening of camping, sitting by a campfire which we built too early in the afternoon. I heard a large moving crashing sound from the woods above us and when I turned I saw what I first thought was a person, then thought was a bear, then thought was a person, and then again thought was a bear. It was around 30 feet uphill from us and through relatively dense forest. I dismissed it as a bear, and my partner soon started feeling creepy and said she felt like we were being watched. We enjoyed the rest of our evening, played some cards and soon fell asleep. Around 3 in the morning I awoke to a shaking earth, deep groaning screaming sounds, and that moving crashing sound from earlier coming straight down at our tent. I reached over for the can of pepper spray we bring along, just in case, thinking this creature would be on top of us any second. The moment I grabbed it, the creature stopped and reversed direction abruptly and violently, tearing and breaking plants and just making a racket for a long while as it descended deeper into the forest all the while making deep spine chilling groaning screaming sounds that echoed down the valley walls. I did not fall back asleep for some time, and when we woke up our large duffel bag of food, weighing probably 40 to 50 pounds had completely vanished, no trace of it anywhere. Wouldn't a bear just tear it open? To note, all of the experience in the middle of the night was in pitch black, the only sighting was earlier in the day. I was driving to work and this creature, about 8 feet tall, ran from the creek to the road, crossed it in front of me and vanished into the woods. Scared the crap out of me. It was big and reddish brown and fast. I contacted a local guy here who is into this stuff which I never thought to be real until now. I showed him the area. He walked around a while and then pointed out three very nice footprints, which he took pictures of and made plaster casts out of two of them. I didn't tell him about it for a few days and he even noted to me that the tracks were not fresh. I know is that this thing was very big and was very fast and it had to be strong in order to go into the woods and just vanish. That was a steep hill. 
My wife and I are both extremely outdoorsy people. I'm from a remote area in the north slope of the Ute on the north slope of the Uinta Mountains of northern Utah. We had been hiking in the Jardine Juniper Trail a lot last year as well as other trails in northern Utah to get ready for hunting season. The Jardine Trail is one of our favorites and we spent a lot of time there. In August of 2021, we started hiking in the evenings because it was so hot in the daytime. We've done a couple evening hikes in the first part of August with no problems whatsoever. Usually, we would make it back to the truck by dark. On the night that it happened, which I believe was August 10th, I lost track of time. We got a little bit of a late start. We're above the main switchbacks which are about 3 miles in when it gets dark on us so we decided to turn around. We're both working full time and we're hiking this area about 3 times a week at this point so we do not always do the full route each time, usually just a 5-7 to seven mile power hike round trip. We passed by a couple of bikers on the way out. We were moving fast and quiet as we were making our way down the switchbacks just enjoying the late summer stillness. In the large timber, the slope is steep but the trail winds through the large trees nicely and gives you glimpses of the basin below and high peaks above. It was twilight maybe 15 minutes or so until we needed headlamps to see. We came around the slight turn in the trail right before the large hairpin turn at the bottom of the slope and almost as if caught by surprise, I saw this massive jet black figure go from standing to crouching through a small gap in the timber about 50 yards ahead and just downslope of the trail. Looking back I'm surprised that I did not freeze or turn my back to my wife to confirm what I saw. All that crossed my mind was that's weird. Without pause, we kept moving briskly. It was too dark to see detail but light enough to see our surroundings quite well. Sometimes you think your mind plays tricks on you in the twilight hours, especially in timber with so many shadows. It seemed like just seconds after seeing the creature I heard a loud crack against a prominent large tree directly upslope from us on our left. There may have been two cracks I really cannot remember. I turned around thinking that my wife was messing with me and throwing rocks as I turned my eyes caught hers I could tell she was not throwing anything as we were both tired. My mind started racing a million miles an hour trying to figure out what animal could do that. We were frozen there trying to figure out what was going on. I know a rock flew directly over us and this time I saw it smack the same tree with unbelievable force. You could feel the air from it as it zipped by. It reminded me of my baseball days hearing the seams of a fastball whizzing through the air. I think I quietly mumbled someone's messing with us. The mind does funny things when full of adrenaline. I could tell that we were hit with the realization that at the same time without saying a word just by looking at her facial expression which was, oh we are not alone and it isn't human. I do not feel in danger but needless to say, the feeling was to get going which we obliged. I ripped my hand down out of my pack as we moved but it was as if my arm was paralyzed at my side with the gun pointing down to the ground. I felt helpless even with a 10mm in my hand. It was strange. I am the firearms department head for one of the largest gun dealers in Utah. I feel more comfortable with my gun in my hand than most. I probably have more trigger time than your average person. We moved almost to the point of running until we popped out of the timber and it opened up a bit, still feeling uneasy as we had a long way to go in the dark. 
We briefly had to stop and put our headlamps on, not saying a word other than that's weird the whole way up my mind kept trying to reason with what had happened. I did not put two and two together until we were back at the trailhead. What I saw seconds before it happened was the being that threw the rocks. It was getting dark when I saw its blackness almost radiating against the dark shadows of the forest. So many emotions were going through me. Confusion, anger, intrigue, and curiosity. I kept thinking why us. I had a couple of guys I worked with go back up there with me two nights later. We stopped at the same gap in the timber so I could better gauge its size by seeing the pocket where it stood in better lighting. It had to have been massive. The interesting thing is when we were right next to this thing the foliage was too thick to see anything. I also had the guys throw similar size rocks as hard as they could at point-blank range at the tree in the same area to compare sounds. My blood ran cold as I heard their rocks make little ping sounds compared to the loud cracks from two nights previous. The realization was creeping in that these things are real and what we had encountered was, in fact, a Sasquatch. I'm not sure what it was or if it even was anything but it's stuck in my mind to this day. I should start by saying I'm typically very skeptical, though so interested in the stories on this Reddit page I doubt myself and my experiences massively. There is however one thing that happened to me a few years ago that I've always found odd. I don't know what it was and to be honest it's probably really easily explained but it has stayed with me all this time. I didn't actually see anything. I only heard it. I was walking my dog in a wood near my house, UK, and had never had anything odd happen before this. It was a little trail with bushes and trees either side, I was walking through a specific section when I heard the strangest sound. The best I can describe it is sort of like the real deep purr that big cats make, the sounds of tigers and lions. It was far far too deep and guttural to be a regular cat. My dog also got very scared, she jumped into my arms and had to be carried until we had left the area with the sound, perhaps only about 5 meters or so. What made it even more odd at the time was that it didn't seem to be coming from a particular direction, it was all around. I couldn't pinpoint it at all or see anything in the bushes. I've listened to the sounds of all sorts of animals that it could have been and can't for the life of me find something similar. Again I'm not saying it was even anything creepy but I don't know what it was, I've never heard it again and hadn't really ever heard that sound before it either, not in person anyway. Any theories? Probably something so simple but still. Thank you. I have not actually seen a Bigfoot but I have seen some strange things I simply can't explain. One incident happened after we had shot and killed three bears on the Klamath River in Northern California. This location was very close to the Patterson-Gimlin film area. I must stress that two of these bears were dead as doornails lying on the sandbar across the river from us. The other one was hit well and definitely a kill shot. This was in the evening and it was cool so we opted to wait until the morning to raft across and retrieve our bears. Now. This was at three different locations, and at first light, we were up and ready to go collect the bears. But there were no bears where we had left them dead on the sandbars. They were absolutely gone like something picked them up and took off with them. 
What kind of animal can pick up a 300 pounds bear and make it disappear? They were definitely dead, there was no doubt. They didn't walk away. Another story happened in the same general area. There is a road that goes into the national forest that is paved for 30 miles, passing lanes, stripping, and stop signs that were supposed to go to the Cave Junction, Oregon area. It's 30 miles of road, costing millions of dollars and it just stops with logs across the road. It's now a wilderness area. No motorized vehicles. Foot or horseback only. I have taken two bucks in this wilderness area but each time I hunted I feel like I'm being watched. Eerie feeling. I have hunted all my life and the only place I have ever felt that way is there. I have had another experience where I had actually heard something in the dark that made a sound I can't explain. It moved way too fast for any land animals I have ever hunted. Whatever it was made my dog's back raise up and all the hair on my body was on end. My buddy was with me and to this day we have only spoken of it once. I will never forget the sound and know it wasn't a bird. It was just creepy and everything in my gut said go. My pager went off, indicating that I had an alarm call back for work, me and the wife was arguing which was unusual. I decided to walk to my work site which normally takes 15 minutes to get there. I live on East Spur, I got onto West Spur, and started to walk down to the stop sign. I could hear what I thought sounded like a coyote. I got further down, closer and closer to the stop sign of West Spur, which is maybe a 100 yards, and I looked to my right. Typically, the neighbor dog is biting at my ankles and barking ferociously. Well they were under the wheelchair ramp, all four of them. Then I got really scared, and all the hair on my body stood up and I stopped dead in my tracks and noticed it was extremely quiet out that night. That's when I heard, plainly, like a very huge man screaming in a distance, like it was three or four miles out, and then it louder and the scream got louder, then the other thing was screaming back at it, which was less than a mile away from me. Then I realized, it was a Sasquatch slash Bigfoot. I turned around and ran for my house, which was about 100 yards maybe. I got inside and tried to wake the wife up, but she would not wake, so I got into our Explorer and turned onto West Spur off of East Spur, found my work keys in one spot, my lighter further down the road, my hat, was laying out there, my cigs were laying further down the road and by the stop sign, was my cell phone, even my wallet was lying out there. I had left a trail back to my place, of all my belongings that was on me. I was scared shitless. I didn't feel my hat come off, I forgot I was wearing a hat until I come across all my items in the middle of the road, scattered. All these items were in my jacket pocket and my jeans. I found a tribal cop, Jason Schkull, patrol officer back then, and I told him what had happened, what I heard. He went and parked at the end of the Greliot Heights Road and sat and listened. He said he didn't hear anything, and he sat there off and on throughout his graveyard shift. Jason is a skeptic, he don't believe unless it happened to him or he saw it himself. I was scared, and I don't scare too easily. I live on the Warm Springs Indian Reservation, Others have told me that it's impossible that that type of Sasquatch was in the area, and that type of Bigfoot or Squatch is not found in this area. 
That's bullshit, I will never forget that night. While standing outside having a cup of coffee and enjoying the warm evening, we heard a scream that sounded like a cross between a human and animal. It lasted several seconds. It was across the river in the forest. I have never heard anything like it. I know what a cougar sounds like, this was not a cougar. We heard no more after that. Have never heard it before or since. My eyes were bugged out I am sure and I looked at my husband and said what was that? He laughed and said Bigfoot. We are thinking it truly was. I had purchased a fence for my cats and my husband and I had spent most of the day putting it up. We stopped working on it that evening so we could have time to feed the animals horses, dogs chickens and cats before dark. By the time we were finished feeding everything it was dark but I had decided to run a cord with a light on it out to the fence and work on it a while longer adding more clips to it. The local high school is about one or one and a half miles from our house and they were having a tractor pull that night and I could hear the noise from the tractors. Other than that, it was quiet out. The fence is out close to the barn which has a security light on it. With that light and the light on the cord that I had hanging from one of the tall fence post, the area where I was working was well lit. I had been working for about two hours when I heard a noise coming from the woods to my left about 100 or 150 yards away. There is a deer trail that runs through the woods there and the noise I heard sounded like something had caught a deer. I continued putting clips on the fence, not thinking anything else about the noise I had heard and about 25 or 30 minutes later at about 100 yards up from the place I had heard the first noise, I heard something make a loud hollering howling sound. Not wanting to believe what I heard, I told myself that it had to have been the neighbor's dog. They have a huge dog that has a horse bark. Anyway, I decided it was time for me to go inside. I gathered up my tools and just as I was about to get on the four-wheeler, I heard it holler, howl again. This time the sound came from the area where I had heard the first noise, that sounded like the deer had been caught. I didn't take time to turn the four-wheeler around. I backed it all the way back to the house, right up to the back door. I jumped off, ran in and locked the door. I was shaking so bad I could barely stand. It was like I was having a nightmare, I couldn't believe what I had heard. I told my husband and we went back out with the gun but we didn't hear anything. I knew what I had heard sounded like the sound the Bigfoot made on the programs I had watched on TV and at first I even thought I was crazy for even thinking that that's what it could have been and I've tried my best to convince myself there's no way it could have been a Bigfoot but it hasn't worked. My husband keeps saying that he believes I had heard something and that there's a good explanation for it because there's no such thing as a Bigfoot. He hasn't been able to give me a good one yet. I have called the local game warden and tried to mimic the sound I had heard asking him if he knew of any animal in this area that would make this sound and he said no. He did say that the only thing he could think of might be some sort of canine, a coyote or if it was more of a high-pitched sound it might be a fox. Please believe me this was no coyote, no fox, no small animal could make a sound like the one I heard. It was 100 or 150 yards away and it sounded like it was standing right behind me. 
I could tell that it was coming from something very large because of the power behind the sound and the sound itself was like a loud aho. There's no way anyone could have been in the woods faking this. It was real. This experience has affected me big time. My doors are closed and locked now day and night. I don't think a locked door would stop it, but I lock them anyway. If I'm at home alone during the day and I need to go outside for anything, I carry a gun with me. Under no circumstances do I go outside at night now. I'm afraid to sleep at night. I'm scared to death here now. I don't know for a fact that what I heard was a big foot, but I believe with everything inside me that it was. When I found this site on the internet and listened to the sounds that had been recorded, I swear to you, I started shaking all over again. It sounded exactly like what I had heard exactly except what I heard was very close to me. This is the bad part of it all, when I called the game warden to tell him what I had heard and ask if there was any animal here that could make this sound, he said some sort of canine maybe. I said no sure, it wasn't any kind of dog or coyote or fox or crane, which is what my husband said it could have been but no it was no crane. I've heard cranes before and they do make a scary sound, but it wasn't a crane, or any kind of cat. I've never heard anything make a sound like I had heard in real life before, he then asked what did it sound like? I hesitated for a second or two before I said a Bigfoot he said back to me well, like said it could be some sort of canine or something like that. When he said that, I started crying, I couldn't help myself, I cried and told him that this was no joke that I was serious and that I was scared to death now. I believe he was thinking he had real nutcase on the phone crying telling him how scared she was cause she heard a Bigfoot in the woods behind her house. I think he got a good laugh out of it anyway. Please believe me every word I've put down on this page is true. There is something in the woods behind my house that hollers, howls and I'm very scared of what it could be. I didn't see what it was and I pray to God that I never do, I did hear it and I also pray to God that I won't hear it again. But with God as my witness this is true. One more thing I would like to say that I have wondered about. I mentioned the tractor pull and I've wondered if maybe the sounds the tractors were making when they would start to pull the winding up sound of the motors could have been the reason this thing was hollering maybe it thought there was another one around calling to it, but in fact it was the tractors, I don't know. I've thought about what everyone around where I live would be saying about me if they found out that I said I had heard Bigfoot in the woods behind my house. If no evidence could be found to show that what I was saying was true, I would have big Looney Tune wrote across my back as long as I live here, I would be laughed at by everybody. I've decided that I and only I know what I heard and I know how it's affected me I feel like I've had a close encounter with evil, something I had heard might exist but I didn't really ever want find out if they did, especially from personal experience. I know that I and only I will have to deal with this feeling and that I don't really care what people here say as long as I know I'm telling the truth. If somehow someone did this as a hoax, no way, they did a great job. I'd have to say that they're professionals. No way is this a hoax on my part. I've never been more serious about anything before as I am about this. Because I am so afraid here now, especially at night. I called the game warden back today and asked if could investigate this just to see if there might be evidence that this thing might have been or might still be in the woods here. He said that they hadn't had anyone else report anything like this but he would check it out. I don't know if he will or not. 
the answer to my prayers would be for him to investigate it, find it, catch it, and take as far away from my house as he could go. Now that I've wrote all this down and hopefully been able to convince you that this is not a hoax I only hope that your sight is no hoax. My left front brake went out on my pickup so we were heading into the Les Schwab to get a new caliper. It was during hunting season so I was watching the side of the road on my side and I saw a stump stand up and start walking down the hill towards me. It was a cinnamon color and it was about 60 yards up the hillside. We were driving and my wife didn't believe me so we kept on going. At around midnight I had just finished work on my computer in my office. I proceeded to bed, it was a... When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Summer night so I had my window wide open. After lying in bed for approximately 3 minutes, my cat began to act strange and proceeded to leave the bedroom moments later I heard brush cracking. I looked out my window where I noticed a large figure leaning over the bushes. With an ambient light I could clearly see fur covering the entire body, after about 20 to 30 seconds a car could be heard in the distance, the creature looked to its right giving me a profile view of its face. The creature looked left toward the encroaching car then immediately bolted right behind a shed disappearing. On the date listed above, my wife and I were out scouting deer near head of the river campground on Forest Service Road 4648. We exited our vehicle to stretch our legs about 1.5 miles down the dirt road when my wife noticed some unusual prints in the snow. She called me over to ask me what I thought they were. What do you think made these? She asked. I was immediately stunned about what I was looking at. Just what you are thinking made them. I replied. The trackas were about 3 to 5 days old and had melted out and froze several times. At that time, they measured about 17 inches wide by 24 inches long and about 3 inches deep with a 42 inches stride center to center. There were about 15 track in the immediate vicinity traveling east up a sloping embankment on the east side of the road. Upon further investigation, we found more tracks on the west side of the road. Over 100 of them. The animal crossed two ranch fence lines leaving no traces of its passage on the barbed wire. I can only assume the fences were stepped over. 
I took several scale photos and measurements of the impression still not fully absorbing the significance of the discovery. I performed an experiment using my own tracks in the snow over a four-day period and calculated the animal's size by my height, weight, stride and the depth size and area of my prints. If my calculations are correct, the animal that made the tracks my wife had found was in the neighborhood of 7 feet 6 tall as calculated by its stride and about 640 hash based on the depth and area of my estimates of the original impressions. I have had close encounters with this obscure giant in the past, never having seen or had direct contact with it, but these tracks were tangible. They gave me a sincere appreciation for the sheer size and mass of this creature. I have also gained and increased a measure of respect for all things wild and unknown. Perhaps I'm finally growing up. I was driving from the coast to Portland. 4 miles past Camp 18 restaurant, in a gravel pull-off area, I noticed a large creature with long reddish-brown hair with a human-like figure. I was driving a tractor trailer and my view of sight is around 8.5 to 9 feet. This creature was about 8.5 feet tall and very bulky. I was driving about 50 miles per hour, so I couldn't make out a face, just the long hair. I knew right away this couldn't have been any of the local bears in the area. This was too large to be a bear. I was thinking of going back, but I was too scared to go back. It probably left the area anyway. On this day me and my two daughters were out cutting wood just off an old logging road in the Lone Pine area. I was preparing my saw to begin cutting and my daughters were scouting the immediate R for anything interesting. I looked up and noticed one of my daughters about 40 in the air resting on a large snag that was wedged in the fork of an adjacent tree. I said to her be careful up there. She replied by saying, shh, be quiet. I hear something. We all became still and began to listen. I then heard a faint whoop, and then another, and another. Then the whoops overlapped. It was quiet for a few moments after that and then we heard another whoop coming from a different direction but still a good distance away. I motioned for my duiters to come to my position. When they arrived, we quietly speculated about what we were hearing. Me and my youngest daughter agreed that it was the same type of animal we heard only a month earlier in the same general location. My other daughter said it sounded like a flock of flying Canadian geese. I then pointed out to her that the sounds were coming from the same locations and not moving fast enough to be anything in flight. She reluctantly agreed not knowing what it was. My wife and Yuja's daughter heard a very similar sound about two miles southwest of our position the previous month. This time, I was pretty sure we were listening to three creatures. Two in the same general area and another further east of us. We all agreed they seemed to be calling each other in order to get closer and eventually meet. All of us felt happy and fortunate to be able to listen to these mysterious animals. On January 22, 2006 my husband and I went snowmobiling to some nearby woods up by where we live. Just after going for a couple of miles on this snow-covered road, I glanced over my left shoulder and spotted some fresh tracks in the snow. 
My husband was way ahead of me out of calling distance so it was just myself that had seen these. The tracks appeared to me to have toe impressions as well as a slight instep and were not very large. My guess would possibly be, these tracks were made by a juvenile Sasquatch. The tracks were few but they eventually did disappear over an embankment and down into a very wooded area. After, I had seen these tracks I caught up with my husband and told him about it and he was kind of surprised, and I wanted us to go back so that I could show him but we didn't as it was late in the afternoon and there were still miles of snow-covered road that we had to get through. I was just getting into bed, when I heard several heavy thud sounds outside, not next to the house, but close enough to hear in the silence of night. I went to the window, and it was too dark to see, but I also didn't hear anything more for a few minutes. Then I heard a hollering sound, I cannot exactly describe. I have heard dogs and coyotes, and they don't sound like what I was hearing. It almost seems as though it was calling out and came in patterns of several calls at a time, each ending in an upwards tone like a question. My husband was sleeping, but I opened the window, which magnified the sounds, waking him up. He lifted his head, and we looked at each other in confusion. It lasted about 45 seconds, and since near the highway, several trucks passed and the sound stopped. I ran out onto the front porch, turned off the lights, and stood there for a while, not hearing anything at all outside. I'm a wildland firefighter and was working the Clackamas Lake fire. Not sure if too many saw it but over the four days I was there I seen it three times. Doing my job takes me into areas nobody or very few travel. It seemed to be looking over all the crews as the forest was torching away. And somehow it seemed sad almost weeping. It didn't seem to take notice to me. This is my second sighting in four years, the behavior of this one definitely was quite different. It seems they can hurt. While out scouting deer and elk, my wife and Yuja's daughter were traveling west on Lone Pine Road. We stopped at the Lone Pine Memorial sign to get out of the truck and stretch our legs when we heard three very loud whoops that came from about one quarter mile east of our position. We had passed this position in the truck less than two minutes earlier. The sound was very deliberate, with emphasis at the end of the sound increasing in pitch frequency. We all looked at each other after the third call and without saying a word, we all knew and agreed upon the source of the sound. The sound seemed to be a lonely call. Without consideration, I attempted to imitate the sound and reply. I was quickly scolded by both my wife and daughter and directed to keep quiet and get back into the truck. I did as instructed but continued to listen with the engine off for another several minutes. No other sounds were heard and we left the area without further incident. A friend and myself were getting ready to climb Diamond Peak after hiking in the day before, and camping on the east side of Marie Lake. We were packing our day pack us around 9 when I heard a thud, like a large rock was throw at us. It was only one, and I could feel it when it hit the ground, so I know that it was big and close to our sight. 
Then I heard two other single large rocks hit the ground within one or two minutes apart from each other. My friend heard at that time and I told him that I heard two other rocks prior. Just then another two more hit somewhere in the bushes in front of our campsite. We proceeded on with our hike right after the event and had no other incidents after that morning. All that I know is what I experienced, and it seemed a bit weird. Our site was not near any cliffs where a rock slide would happen. Also, no other campers were in the area or on the lake. In addition, there were caves that we found in the area. Also, there was a large tree on the trail that was torn apart. It looked like an animal was searching for grubs. I was 17 years old, I am 24 now. It was late summer, and my girlfriend's parents had gone out for the night and had asked me to stick around and look after her and her younger brother. I live 5 miles west of Elkmont, Allen 1.5 miles south of the ELK River. I was in the living room and had just got off the couch where me and her little brother were sitting to lock the front door. I went to the bathroom. I came back out and something jiggled the doorknob I had just locked 1.5 minutes before I went to the bathroom. My girlfriend was in the kitchen making coolade. We shut the lights off and looked out the windows but did not see anything. I got US out of the house and ran to my parents' house to call the police. After the call was made, I stepped out of the house with a flashlight and my shotgun to investigate the situation. The moon was full and I noticed an object standing in the field behind my house. At the time the weeds in the pasture had grown up because our tractor was broke down. I am 6 feet tall at the time and the weeds were over my head. I shined my light toward what I had saw in the light of the moon and saw a creature that took the shape of a human but was much taller and much larger in size than a human. It was an off-white color and had very large and well-defined muscles. I dropped my light to draw AIM on the creature, and raised my light to find the creature gone. I told the police what I had seen and they told me that my mind was playing tricks on me. I was very angry and went down to where I had seen the beast after the cops had left. The weeds were all mashed down. I was surprised to find that this was not the last time I would see the creature. I have saw IT at Hannah Ward Bridge, and have saw IT on Sulphur Creek. Each time IT did not seem to try to harm me, but just stopped what it was doing to watch me as though it was just as curious of me as I was of it. Sightings, ELK River near Von Hulo, Hannah Ward Bridge near Vito, and Sulphur Creek. Near ELK River. Terrain, mostly hilly around river bottoms and always around water. Dates, 1993-1996 Description. Approximately 7.5 feet tall weighs 475 pounds, large well-defined muscles, very athletic, color off-white. The main sighting, as I wish to refer to it here, took place in Limestone County along Elk Creek. It occurred in the spring of 1978 or 79. I cannot seem to recall exactly since it has been many years ago. I'm in my early 30s now but, at the time of the sighting I was 13 or 14. I was on an annual family visit to my grandparents' place in Athens. We had gone out to the river for a few days. 
I can't recall what day it was but I do remember that as was in the early afternoon. I was a typical kid then so naturally I was doing kid stuff. I had a frog gig and I was down at the boathouse pier throwing it into the shallow water trying to randomly hit something in the water. I did nail a crappy butt, I did not hurt it bad so I let it go. At the end of the slough was a swampy area. This area started approximately 175 to 250 yards from my grandparents' cabin. It was shallow water and several hardwood trees such as oak or dogwood, for example, growing within the swamp. The swamp went back perhaps a few miles. No one in my family nor myself, except maybe my grandfather, had ventured too far into that swamp. Along the sloping bank from the cabin to the swamp were three other cabins with piers. Across from the cabins is a gentle sloping pasture, next to it are a couple of cabins and boathouses. It seems that every time I was at the boathouse and I looked across the water there were always cows in the pasture. However, that day I just let the crappy go and I happened to look out toward the swamp. As I did I noticed something emerge from the swamp, next to and below the pasture fence about 50 feet, and wade into the water of the slough. It was dark in color, black I think, this I know because it was a sunny day, it stood upright. It had waded into the water knee deep. I did not really pay attention at first thinking it was a bear. However, I looked again a few seconds later and soon realized it was not a bear. It was tall, approximately 8 or 9 feet, well built, and very hairy. I could not make out any facial features due to the distance, I did not notice a neck and the head was round shaped. The animal proceeded to look both ways, it then bent over at the waist and took its left arm and swung it into the water. I noticed the splash. The animal did this twice. It then stood up and looked straight in my direction. It stood there a few seconds then turned around and walked back into the swamp just like a person would. I stood there and just have shrugged my shoulders and went back to messing around. About three or four minutes later I looked back toward the swamp again and the creature came back out from the same spot that it had before. It waded knee deep into the water once again and did the exact same thing over that it had done before including looking my direction once again. It then turned around and wandered back into the swamp in the same area it had come out of. It did not come back out again, for I stayed at the pier for about another hour and I keep looking that away several times. To this day I am convinced that it was trying to catch fish. I never felt I was in any danger even though it was an odd experience. However, being at that age I did not want to go outside alone after dark for any reason including to use the bathroom. The cabin bathroom was in the basement and one had to get to it by going outside. It took me a few years to be comfortable there at night. In regards to that sighting there was something I noticed, there were no cattle to be seen in the pasture at the time of the sighting. The funny side to all this is that I had carried a pair of binoculars down to the pier with me and left them sitting next to me on the upper rail. Not once did it occur to me to pick them up and use them. A side note two weeks earlier two boys had found large human-like footprints in that region somewhere as reported in a local newspaper. About 10 years ago my grandmother sold the place. However, I was in Athens a couple of years ago so I drove out to the river to see the old place. No one was there so I took the liberty of walking down to the pier and boathouse. 
Except for a new paint job on the cabin and a refurbished boathouse nothing had changed over the years. The slough and swamp were still the same. I remained for an hour picking up fossils since the water was down, it being late summer. During that brief time I looked toward the swamp periodically remembering, wondering, and well, kind of hoping. I suppressed my encounter for 32 years due to the scorn and disbelief I received. It was 1988 and I was around 10 years old. I went to a summer camp in Nevada. The camp is located in a beautiful open canyon that slowly chokes down as you climb up an elevation and a creek runs through it down from the mountains. The campsite had an old square log cabin that had a well-built stone fireplace serving as the main cabin. We all had tents setting them up in the clearing between the creek and our campfire site which is located below an enormous boulder. That is the start of the trail going up the southern ridge of the canyon. So, during the first night, one of the boys started screaming in the middle of the night being woke up after getting drug out of his tent still in a sleeping bag. Our 19-year-old camp leader came running with his flashlight but there was nothing there. On the second night, I startled something large on two legs and it paused looking straight at me a moment before darting back into the brush. It was so fast that you doubt your own eyeballs especially when it's something horrifying and unbelievable. I stayed up all night fearful knowing that something was out there and hearing it from time to time as it moved around checking out the camp. I believe it was also displeased that we were there. I got to sleep around daybreak and ended up getting a late start on the day. The camp leader Betty is a woman in her 50s. I prepared my lunch and the boys youth leader Billy, a kid around 19 or so, was leading us. Billy's girlfriend Sally was the girls youth leader led three or four other kids my age on a hike up the mountain to a spot with a good view for lunch. I'll mention here there was a weird lingering fog that morning just up the creek from the camp on the bright sunny day. I was holding up the hike being the last one to get my things ready and they had started up the trail on the southern ridge waiting for me on the other side of that big boulder. So as I rounded around the boulder I saw Billy and Sally standing in a bend of the trail above me to my right about 25 yards waiting while the rest of the group had just gone out of sight around the bend at 15 yards ahead. I then heard a scream that stopped me in my tracks. It erupted from the trail to the left of Billy and Sally. Suddenly a red-haired male giant being that was 8 to 9 feet tall was staring down at them. Sally screamed. Billy was behind her and seemed to melt into the ground as the thing screamed again, drowning outcries from the kids who had gone ahead. I was frozen in fear. There was no time to think, let alone react. This giant turned and looked at me down the trail and with an indescribable evil insane laugh he snatched me up in one hand. He was running with me up the mountain. I'm not ashamed to say that I passed out from the fear. I later woke, still in this giant's arms, but now in a cave where I knew he was going to eat me. But, instead, he pulls out this thing that is wrapped in animal skins. As he unwrapped it, I saw that it was a round stone about the size of a cantaloupe that had petroglyph carvings in it. I was so confused now thinking it was going to bash my head in with the rock. I passed out again. When I woke up, it was dark and we were moving. This thing was mine speaking to me, but nothing he said made sense. 
he stops and we're somewhere along the creek in a good-sized pool that was hip deep on me. He pulls out this stone and sets it in the creek with his hands underneath it. He starts to make a very deep, very low resonating noise and that damn stone started floating. He wanted to know if I could make it float too and if I knew why it floated. Of course, I didn't know why it floated and I was unsuccessful in my attempts. I knew this red-haired giant wasn't right in the head. Now frozen from the cold this thing began questioning me on what I did. I told it of my family and being the oldest of four boys and how my mother and brothers needed me and that I would be missed and searched for. I told him that I needed to get back. He would momentarily listen then change the subject informing me he didn't want me to leave and became upset. I don't know how but God came up in our conversation probably because the camp was set up the first year through a church. I told this giant that I believed in Jesus. He became more upset, but somber. Then for some reason, I asked this thing if he was Cain? He become very angry and started wrapping the stone back up. He yelled that he wasn't Cain. I didn't believe him. He then said a name that I can't remember. I swear I saw an angel standing there as this giant picked me back up and started down the mountain. He stopped at the bottom of the trail next to the giant boulder and put me down. Then he stepped back into the brush and hid watching as the sun was just breaking over the mountain. I yelled out to the campfire where Billy and Sally were and they came running. Billy was an emotionally uncontrollable crying mess. They were both hysterical with joy. Billy kept apologizing as if he could have stopped that giant from taking me. I soon collapsed and passed out. I woke screaming and thinking I was in that cave again but I found myself being brought to my senses by Betty in the main cabin. She had more questions than I had answers and my answers were too unbelievable. She brought me food and fixed up my scratches. By that evening I was getting my strength back. The group stayed inside the main cabin that night. The ones who were unsure and unbelieving got a rude wake-up call that night. The giant returned at dark. He screamed, he roared, he shook the ground, he shook the cabin. He screamed threats at me in mind speak as if I had somehow cheated him. His anger wasn't just at me. He raged until dawn with all of us inside praying and rebuking. Betty waited until we hadn't heard any more screams, then she sent Billy for the vehicle. We loaded up in record time. Not much was said on the ride home and I've not seen any of the group since. I have never returned to that canyon. I can say there is power in the name of Jesus and that the devil runs from his name. I'm really praying that Betty or Billy somehow read or hear this and that they come forward with their account. This just happened about 15 minutes ago, Central Iowa, 9.30 p.m. Maybe the wrong group but I'm not sure what else it could be. Was out with my old man walking my dog around my neighborhood. For context, we live in townhomes, behind our building is a fairly small group of big trees, maybe half an acre at best. On the very end of that tree group is an interstate, and on the far side there is an open field, which butts up against another townhouse neighborhood, separate from ours. We were standing at the edge of the group of trees, which has a small grass area that my dog typically plays in, and we hear what sounds like a scream coming from the other side of the trees, in that field I described. In total, 
We heard probably 10 to 12 individual screams, not like different, they were just shorter and broken up, maybe 1 to 3 seconds each. To describe the scream is difficult. At first I thought maybe an animal being attacked, but the more I listened it sounded more like a female scream, the low-pitched, combined with almost a wild, predatory scream. My dad thought one of them might have been screaming no, however I never heard actual words. Just a scream. Considering we were on the other side of fairly dense trees, I would say that it was fairly loud, but muffled through the trees, if that makes sense. It takes a lot for my dad or I to admit we're creeped out, but this did it 100%. We did end walking around to the field area, all was quiet, nothing in sight. Most houses already had lights out. I've lived here for 11 years, and walked the same routes day and night, and I have never heard anything even close to that. Help me out. Me and three friends were fishing, it was cloudy a little foggy, colder than usual 66 degrees Fahrenheit, we noticed a horrible smell. It was a dead fish my friend went to pick it up and the smell grew worse, it looks like something bit into it. Three minutes later we see something walking through the bushes 6 to 9 feet tall, black, hairy. It was moving away fast as it known we seen it we all ran out of there because we didn't know if it was running to us or away. There's my parking lot, we were facing toward my building, and next to that, between me and the canal, there's a parking lot that has nothing, just like a lot, and then there's the canal. I could see the overpass bridge that runs down Auburn over the canal. Across from that is a shop that has lights on it and there's a very, very well lit, I'm not sure what it is, a hauling business, I think, they have trucks and garage doors and stuff. Then there's a pretty thin tree line on the canal and there's nothing on my side of the canal. It is reasonably well lit. When, the creature, crawled out, of the canal, I could see the cement guardrail walls of the canal because all the lights on this side from that shop and the light reflecting from the lights that are on the side of my building. The trees are dark. I heard a screech that made me turn my head in that direction. Then it looked like it crawled from out of the canal because I saw this black silhouette following up and onto the embankment. That's when you could see the black silhouette against the light on the other side, of the canal. You could clearly see this black blob moving across. And when my mom looked over, because she saw something in the corner of her eye, and obviously I was already looking over there, she saw the black blob, and then it took flight within the tree line. We could clearly see the shape of the wings and the size of this thing going through the tree line. Obviously, I can't say it was through the tree line, it could have been just above the canal, like the water. But we saw it completely pass like we saw it. Going through. It was massive, like hunched over, when it was coming out of the canal, it looked like the size of our dumpster that we have in the back of our apartment building. It was huge. I have no clue what to even compare it to. It was super tall and big. When it walked, when it was on the ground, it was like hunched over and crouched, it looked like this massive blob, she said. When it initially left the ground, it flapped, its wings, and it wasn't a super fast flap, because the wings were so big. 
The canal goes down into a more vegetative spot, so we lost sight of it there. I didn't see any glowing red eyes or anything like everybody else is describing, but it flew away from us, and we were looking at its profile most of the time or its back, she said. I was freaking out. It was pitch black. The winged entity flew halfway up the trees, so it was directly in the tree line and then stayed steady all the way down, she said. It couldn't have been in the trees because of the size of its wingspan, but it could have been over the canal and just followed the canal down. There's water down there, but it's a very small like a creek, and then there's a walkway that runs down it that you can go all the way down into this park that's in the back neighborhoods. Then there's these huge storm drains, but they're huge like you can just walk in there. You might have to duck your head a little bit, but you can walk in there. I don't know if it crawled out of there, but where else could it be? We walked to this broken down fence that separates my area from this lot that's on the other side, between us and the canal. We were out there walking, and I asked my roommate to come downstairs and bring a flashlight so we can shine it in the tree line and see if we see anything. She came down in 15 minutes, didn't see anything, and we drove down to the park, but the trees are so dense down there that even if there was something in there, we wouldn't have seen it. When we drove back, she went to the gas station for about 10 minutes, but my mom and I were still outside in this light. Almost looked like it was glowing. It looked as if you were to see a sort of stingray, like a glowing stingray in the air. It materialized above the air, like maybe 50 to 60 feet in the air above the empty lot, and then it had wings but they were very fluid moving, very slow moving, and very thin, like if you look on the side of a stingray. We could see that thing almost glowing against the dark sky. And there was nothing that it could have reflected off of, it was a clear sky, or that could have caused that, like a spotlight, it was an actual physical thing there, in the air. It didn't look white, it looked, like, light, almost like a translucent whitish light. It wasn't, just a white object, because the sky was pitch black. We saw the whole glowing silhouette and it flew very smoothly and fluidly over to the street, it generally stayed the same height in the air. Then it turned around and came back over and literally disappeared in the same spot it materialized. It didn't go down, it didn't go up, it just vanished. It didn't have a tail. I describe it as a stingray because it was flat. I don't know how wide it was or if it was just this skinny, long thing, but if you're looking at the back of a stingray at eye level, it's flat and it's got pointed ends where the edges are flat ends and then it's thicker in the body and thinner in the wings. It was so fluid and smooth and slow moving, she said. It was a long, thin object. It didn't have the jerky movements of the other thing. It was very fluid, like a stingray moving in the water. There was nothing for light to reflect off of. There are no power cords or anything that run all the way down. It was like seeing electricity or a glowing orb at night, but it was long and skinny. And it moved like it was flapping wings, but it was very fluid, very smooth movement. 